In a movie's press check, can be more entertaining than the film itself? Nope, this isn't America's Sweethearts because we already did that one. We're talking movies. We're talking Don't Worry Darling, starring Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, and Harry Styles. Story by Carrie Van Dyke and Shane Van Dyke and Katie Silverman, who wrote the screenplay. It was directed by Olivia Wilde. Chris, keep calm and carry on. I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to challenge me like a good girl. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie today we're going to be talking about the candy apple and chrome covered piece of dog shit that is don't worry darling from 2022 hey scott take us away <laughs> like well what's what's the point of fucking doing a pod if <laughs> if you bury the lead right like you might as well just be like and that's a wrap I don't know, man. If depending on who you consider the lead in this, if uh, if it's Harry Styles, he got buried by the fucking subject matter, the fucking script, fucking Florence Pugh, his awful dancing, a bunch of stuff. So yeah, oh, <laughs> candy okay. apple red and chrome fucking dog shit. All right, so okay, I'm gonna start with what I actually enjoyed in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is Florence Pugh. Fantastic. I think she killed it. Fucking right, she you. killed it. Uh, and I think, I think we talked about this before that, like, you know, for actors and actresses that are like coming up now, like she's, she's going to be killer. Like she, she's going to have a very long career. Same with Anna Taylor, Joe. I think we discussed as well. Like this is your future Hollywood right here. hundred percent. Yeah. These are the new Hollywood, like leading ladies and leading men or whatever we're calling them today. Yeah, if you if you you know these are your Glenn Close and Meryl Streep's of the future, hundred percent. Chris Pine, he did a good job. Agree, disagree? Yeah, yeah, he yeah he did fine. I mean, I think he the the script is not good. Like the screenplay is not good. So you can see these quality actors like struggling to try and make something out of nothing. So yeah, sure, I'll give him a he he did great. He did well in his role um essentially he's uh playing a uh who was it jordan peterson yeah jordan peterson character right uh jordan peterson could only wish to be as charismatic and handsome as him though you know what i mean like oh just wearing the button down but not wearing the button down that is a uh chris chris is jordan peterson is like jordan peterson in his homer simpson flexing in the mirror fantasy you know what i mean no, I, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a very long time. But, you know, you could have just gone with, you know, playing Chris Langford and the Chris Langford story is Chris Pine. We, <laughs> and then Mark, we could have just Mark gone Wahlberg with that. or something like that. Or Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, I play Brad Pitt in the Brad Pitt story because you actually had those things reversed. reversed so, <laughs> okay. Um, Harry Styles. He did okay. No, he did not do okay. You know what? It was like watching fucking Pinocchio, the wooden fucking doll, 
I can sing, I can dance, I can fly, do anything I try. Literally, that is what I felt watching fucking Harry Styles on the screen. Go ahead. What I was going to say is when you go in with low expectations <laughs> and, and, you know, they exceed those expectations, you're like, he did okay. Right? So, you can't you can't fault him for the cast he was cast with, right? Because they are top tier cast. Like, you could say no. You do realize that if it's like, hey, so we want you to be in this thing, and there's all these amazing fucking actors. Do you think you can handle it? Remember, he's already fucking rich and famous. Like, it's not like he's like grinding it out as an actor, and he really needs them. This is his big fucking break. Sure, it was going to be his big break as a film actor. Uh, and I think was we, it Dunkirk his big break? Well, he has a very minor role in Dunkirk. Like he's not, and I mean Dunkirk doesn't even have a lot of dialogue or anything like that. And it's being handled by fucking Christopher Nolan. Like there's a lot of risk being, you know, Olivia Wilde has only directed one other film at this point. You know what I mean? And this may be the last time she fucking directs a film for a while. I mean, I doubt that. Okay. This this movie had a budget of thirty five million and it made eighty six. It doubled. But what did we always talk? So the press on this, the, the best press they got was the fact that all the drama. But the, oh, 100%. But we talk like, about this all the time. You could have up to 100%. Like, so you need to re, you know recoup over double in order to pay, pay back all your media stuff, right? So they yes, may have broken even. Be... Yes, they may have broken even and made a little bit of uh, jingle jangle there. Well, what I was going to say is this could be like, because maybe they, you know, Warner Brothers didn't want to put a lot of money into marketing and that's why all this drama came out so yeah you think it might have all all the bullshit around it might have been just contrived like yeah there is one there is one um one thing that you know all the mean people and everything like that missed on this all the mean people (laughs) memes yeah you said mean people like no mean people you know because there there is shit ton of memes about this especially you know the harry styles chris pine spinning yes the fact that and if our video editor for the youtube channel doesn't do this i'm gonna be super upset the fact that that they didn't split Oliver Stone's JFK with Kevin Costner saying down to the left, down to the left and, and slowly doing the Harry Styles. Did he spit? Did he not? And try to slow motion to see if you actually the see magic spit. Yeah. Be like, and down to the left. And like the fact that no one did that. I'm very upset. Okay. That would have won the internet. That would have won the internet. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, maybe don't let your girlfriend, uh, convince you to be in a movie that is so okay let, i i, I want to just talk about just like the train wreck that this film is so she olivia wilde does book smart which is super it's a fucking fantastic film but it only had like a three million dollar budget or four million dollar budget she, and it's you know contemporary it's got a great screenplay behind it it and it so i mean contemporary in the sense it's set in normal day-to-day times right she goes from that to a $35 million period piece, essentially a period piece because, and I don't, we're not going to spoil the ending, uh, you know, so it is essentially a period piece and it's got all like crazy fucking art direction, crazy cinematography, which by the way is fucking beautiful. Uh, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. Cause it's really the only good thing about the film other than Florence Pugh. Um, I just think that it was like, way, way, like, maybe don't, and I get it, sometimes directors, like, you get the little one, you do it, and then they give you a fucking Marvel movie or something like that, and you can pull it off. And the reason I'm saying Marvel movies is because they're super complicated because of all the CGI and all that bullshit, like, 
but you got to fucking know your limits, man. And like, I don't think that the script itself was really great. And then it just got and this fucking is, Yeah. The, the script was from the writer of both. Like, she's the one that rewrote the the script play from, um, or the script script from the Van Dyke brothers. Uh, but Katie Silberman is the one who wrote Booksmart. Well, there was a bunch of them on Booksmart. There was like four writers on Booksmart. And it makes me wonder if because of those other writers, that script is better. And again, that script is like a fun little comedy. Uh, I mean, it's produced by Will Ferrell and uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Um, you've got her ex-husband in it as well. Like there's a great comedic cast. Comedy is is very, very different uh than drama and especially like this kind of weird dystopian thing um and the period aspect man like you've just got a lot of fucking moving parts and i just don't think that olivia wilde i'm not suggesting that she's never going to be the director that can handle this i just don't think that she was the director to handle this at this point in her career listen we all know what this is about because she didn't call me up to uh, take over the reins? Yeah, 100%. Man. Make this an the fact production. that, <laughs> you know, Booksmart comes out, and now there's a fucking bidding war to get her next movie. It's okay to be jealous, Chris. Do you, do you know what it's they... Okay. Do, you, do you actually have numbers on what they paid in that bidding war? Because, yeah, it was going crazy, man. Everybody wanted her and for the next picture because of Booksmart. Because... Didn't Booksmart do ten million on a three million dollar, three point five million dollar budget something or something like that? Yeah, yeah. so it's it, like it, it was, it was the uh, man. I'm trying to think, but yeah, it like it was the one that like word of mouth just kept it going, right? Like it just kept it in theaters because everybody who stumbled upon it enjoyed it, and then went and tell told all their friends and family. About but they it. basically so get, those... like, gave her like a ten percent. Uh, uh, it's not a ten percent. Sorry, a uh, what is that thousand percent increase in fucking budget? Like a times 10 increase in budget from 3.5 to 35 million. Like those are fucking big number changes, man. Yeah, but I think a lot of that is look at the cash she has now, right? Like Florence Pugh (laughs) would command more than Booksmart. Chris Pine alone would have commanded more oh, than Chris 100%. Pine. I, I, I totally so agree I, I with you. I think some of the budget is the casting budget as well because that you having um, more well-renowned actors than it, than it was before because, you know, whatever you're saying like with books sure smart, sure probably, even even like, throw 10 million dollars on the table was. which which i i can't see it being 10 million but let's say even this 10 million dollars as just for your you know high the high end part of your cast and it, let's say your whole cast right because mm-hmm. those minor players day players aren't going to cost that much um and outside that there's not a ton of extra cast um and then you're filming in la which that alone would cost yes so, and, and you're filming at the kaufman desert heart period pieces are like they're a big fucking red flag for a producer right because there is a ton of fucking extra money that has to go into shit that has nothing really to do with like production right like car driving yeah, down the like street the cars yeah like so per- that's a perfect example right so the a car car driving down the street that's got to be a fucking 1955 blah 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 versus uh a two that what it would 2010 or 2020 or whatever even like that car you just go get you don't have to fucking go to a specific place and get period piece cars make sure they run okay make sure you take care of them the insurance on them is fucking crazy like it's the fucking well, actually so so you know you're you're just literally you know talking in circles making the point of why this budget 
balloon 10 percent oh 100 oh yeah yeah so it's not really the movie is just getting the stuff in there so um in terms of that like i don't think you can fault her for it well i can fault her for bringing a period piece fucking script to the table absolutely like she brought the the script like well the script was on the 2019 blacklist like she didn't write this fucking script she picked it Mm. in terms of this is what i want to make as my next film it's also not a great script (laughs) it needed a fucking hard script polish man hard script polish might even need a page one rewrite i'm not quite listen okay i'm Okay, I'm going to say what I didn't like about this movie. Um, and can you say the third act? So we're just going to take the whole third act. That's what I did not like about this movie. Now I'm going to say something that is going to be a spoiler. So this, uh, for all the listeners, if you haven't watched this movie, fast forward one minute in three, two, one. The fact that this third act became a bad commercial for the fucking metaverse Hopefully Zuckerberg fired all the marketing staff that he did with every other Facebook person that he fired recently. 100% man. I didn't even see it as that. I, I, I thought the third act would, I liked that concept. And I just, I, uh, I actually don't and know. That's the thing. I agree with you. I think this movie is full of um, great concept, uh, great ideas but no um fuck what's the word i'm looking for no like, con- uh, like it's 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 a a lot of like go ahead you weren't able to bring it together yeah, like yeah, you yeah. weren't able to bring like couldn't execute it, it. bad yeah, execution perfect exactly like the way i don't know if you've ever watched it but on netflix um black mirror have you ever yeah, seen yeah oh yeah 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 fucking right man and sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's like meh. Yeah, so, like, if you took this movie and condensed it to one hour, this probably would have been an amazing Black episode, uh, Black Mirror episode. Boom! Absolutely. And somehow they would put fucking my least favorite fucking actor. And you, you would have you had the same cast, because Black Mirror does get, like, fucking pretty good, fucking, like, A-star casts, right? So this is a, this is this is actually a perfect place for me to do my quote for the week. Uh, Jeffrey McCabe of The Independent, the UK version. It has immaculate production and costume design. Beneath its polished, very stylish outer sheen, it's a hollow as... Sorry, hold on. But beneath its very polished sheen, it's as hollow as the lives of the pampered but empty-headed protagonists. Which 100% is true. And that's where I came up with my candy apple red and chrome-covered dog shit. Because, yeah, it is beautiful to look at. But there is fucking nothing there. It's all top-line, superficial fucking bullshit. This... I, I, I like, and you also don't give a fuck about any of the characters. I would argue that you don't even like Florence Pugh's acting is great, but you actually don't even really fucking care that much about her character. Like, cause you never, you never get anywhere that you do like any reason to care about her. You know what I mean? Cause she goes from I, having, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm getting what you're saying. Uh, like even, um, sorry. Uh, I don't want to get the name wrong. Which one? But- the, the character who played Margaret. So the first one to see the the headquarters, Kiki Landis, yeah, I yeah. believe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that originally was supposed to be, it was supposed to be uh, Dakota Johnson. Okay. That was supposed to play that role, but she had to uh, go out. 
she had to go out because of uh that lost daughter is that the netflix movie she made i think there's so, some yeah. scheduling coffers so you know kiki landis comes in with her and then she meets her boyfriend who plays her husband in this movie but they completely cut out almost everything she was in yeah she's barely in the movie yeah, to the fact that she was like, I don't even need to go to the premiere or any press. Because I've seen all anything. my stuff in the trailer. Exactly. So so that's the thing. Like they built up, like in the script, they built up like, you know, how this community was close. And then she was the first one that um, you know, that it happened to. And, you know, they've kind of um excommunicata her right like so she's now like alone on an island but you never actually see that you're already at the end when <laughs> she's like i'm at the end of my rope yeah and you know she does whereas so there was there's never any like you know like build, build up. up like you don't you don't you don't get to know the character and then no see tension. the descent, like, descent into madness or whatever it's going to be it's just like here you are and here you're fucked up <clears throat> yeah no exactly it's it's like if you if you took this premise and let's say you built it around, let's say you put it in, I'm not going to give another, like say another director's name or something, but let's say you, you built this in the style of, let's say the invitation, right? Where you have, you're building towards the tension and everything, the whole movie by, by the time you get to, you know, it's 2020, and you need to have a fucking twist for some reason, because not every fucking movie needs a twist. But let's get to this twist, right? That twist would have paid off more. As opposed to, it was like the first, what, 35 minutes of this movie was just seen with 1950s music soundtrack? Yeah. And then a different scene with a different 1950s <laughs> song? It's like, okay, I'm like, they paid a lot of money on the rights for these songs uh, or they're in the <laughs> on that uh, note i do want i do want to put out if you are a fan of like burlesque there is a cameo I, and i'm going to spoil this on purpose because if you are a fan of burlesque i could think you should watch it for this scene because it's fantastic uh dita von tees dita von tess however you say it uh is in it uh who is like a like a world famous burlesque dancer she has her uh signature martini glass that she dances in uh, that was very cool to see her, and, and especially if you know the that artist, to recognize her and be like, oh, okay, well, there's a bunch of money that went into her being able to do some 1950s-style burlesque. Uh, but yeah, like, this show is all show, no go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I, I, so, and, and I'm not going to get into the controversy of, like, whether Shia LaBeouf was fired or whether he quit. I, I'm under the impression he quit just because he released all the messages that showed Olivia Wilde being like, please don't leave the production. And he did. I think he would have done a fantastic job is to the best of his ability with this script. I think he would have been a much better actor to have there. Um, my only comment in that is I honestly didn't see a reason of re bringing it up two years after the fact, right? Like why remake that comment? And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, it makes me think that it like, was all intentional. Yeah. Like you didn't hear fucking, you know, the Wachowski brothers two years before the matrix come out, be like, yeah. And then fucking Will Smith passed on this fucker. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, but would you agree? Do you think Shia LaBeouf would have done better in that role? I don't know. Like to me, to me, I think the role was rewritten kind of for Harry Styles because I don't see fucking Shia LaBeouf doing a tap dance on stage for no apparent reason for like a minute and a half too. Like, oh, it not was even a minute forever. and a half. Like in, in reality, that like in the timeline of that movie that made it seem like it was a good 15 fucking 20 minutes what was the point of that i'm like watching this i'm like dance dance boy dance like what is fucking going on here like fucking organ grinder monkey like what the fuck like especially when you see especially when you get that third act turn i'm like it makes even less sense right because i'm like Again, I don't want to spoil it, but like when you see that third act and you go back to that dancing, you're seeing you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, am, this is what I'm paying for is to fucking dance around like a monkey. Yeah. Um, but again, like I was saying, like in terms of what the the character could have originally been, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really care. Right? Like whether it's Shia Buff, like come on, you could have fucking thrown. You know who I want your boy. You know who I think would have been good in there is Nicholas is Holt. No, Nicholas Holt, but with uh, without a British accent. I found the British accent throw is it was like uh, threw me off as well because you know what's funny? Florence Pugh is fucking British. She did not use a British accent, but because Harry Styles is not a fucking actor, they let him just have his British accent. And like, yes, they live in Chicago. Anyway, they you know the idea that you can have a British person in the fifties, sure. But it just, I found it jarring every time he spoke because, like, everyone else is using, like, normal American accents. And then there's him all like, hello, I'm Harry Styles. You know what I mean? So he just said his own name during the whole movie? Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's how much he fucked it up. That's how, he, that's <laughs> that's how, how you're saying. Was. He wasn't like, I'm Jack Chambers. He was like, no, I'm Harry. Oh, fuck. I'm Harry Styles, eh, mate? <laughs> Um, but. the critics have fucking butchered this. It gave a they gave it a thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Who the fuck the seventy four percent that that must just be Harry Styles fans or like Olivia Wilde? I don't know with spoof fucking accounts. Like I don't know how seventy four percent of people. I guess it shows that fucking people are stupid. I don't know how seventy four percent of people uh, can fucking enjoy this fucking film. But I think twenty twenty two is going to be the year that you know you got to watch Harry Styles in nineteen fifties because isn't that other movie that's out on Prime uh, what's right it, the now? The Policeman. My Policeman. It's also set in the fifties. Yeah, I, I, and he's fucking supposedly awful in that too. Uh, and again, the idea of casting him, you know, as an LBGTQ character, it's got a lot of people fucking pissed off. They're like, really, we can't find a gay man to play a gay man in a fucking movie in twenty twenty two. And again, I, I understand there's a whole industry side of like you cast Harry Styles you get a certain budget you get a certain amount of like reach as far as your distribution and yada 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 uh I really hope that maybe Mr. Styles goes back to One Direction or whatever fucking bullshit music career he had and just sees the fuck out of movies for a bit man like he's this is the fucking highest grossing male artist okay he's that's like great the most so go do that go world. do that like <laughs> Because, like, I don't want to fucking see him in movies doing his fucking Pinocchio thing. Or go take a fucking acting class or something. Like, this is sort of like Madonna. Like, Madonna is not a good actor because she... And a lot of it actually stems from the fact that she's very good at live performance. And live performance requires you to, like, you know, you hit it and you keep moving and... Because it's live. Like, there's you can't fucking change it on the fuck. You know, you got to roll with the punches on the fly. But in film, take after take after take after take, you've got to be able to fucking, like alter things when you need them altered or continue to deliver them successfully one take after another. 
Uh, the guy has no fucking gravitas. He has okay, no I'm fucking gonna, range. Well, anyway. Before you continue, I'm just going to say this. One, I think, you know, when you're talking about Madonna and everything like that, I think every person put into the correct role could work very Sure, well. Madonna was good at playing basically herself and desperately seeking Susan. I will give you oh, that. I was going to say, what about Evita? She did well in Evita. Sure, and she was good in A League of Which, Her Own where she played Madonna, <laughs> basically. Just like a, what, a 1940s so version it, of Madonna? Again, you just talked yourself in circles. Because you're like, she's not a good, but you just gave three she, examples, Yeah, but she's but good she at playing good. herself, basically, right. right? With a different name. So, the, so yes, if you want to play right a role. pop, if you want a fucking pop star in a movie, go get fucking Harry Styles. Absolutely. World War II fucking soldier, no thank you. Uh, 1950s fucking working dad or whatever he's supposed to be. No, thank you. Gay 50s policeman. No, thank you. Pop star. Sure. I will give you that. Next time we got a fucking pop star role. So when we remake fucking a star is born, uh, with, and we reverse the leads or whatever, uh, he can be the up and coming pop star. Well, why do you have to remake it? Why can't it just be a sequel where now, you know, because Lady a, a star born has been remade what five fucking times now. But that is what they, they do. They literally retread the Gaga's time. character, taking Harry Styles' character and making him a star, where she's, you know, sure, yeah, boom, boom. Call, call Paramount. Let's get it fucking made. It's called A Star Has Fallen. A Star Has Fallen. Um, I do think this is going to go to the Oscars for set design, uh, costume, costume, and, and cinematography. I was thinking maybe, uh, and it's a technical one too, but sound mixing. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I think it's where... going to do well in the craft categories um, mm-hmm. because again, like the the production work is great. Um, even the editing's not bad. Uh, I I actually don't know how to fix this movie. You know, like normally, I'm like, well, if you do this and you do that, I I, I think you just. I'd have to see the actual original screenplay and see if there was a big difference between what was on the page and what got shot. Uh, maybe a different director. But again, I almost feel like you got to go right back to the fucking script. Because this, if, if this script looks anything like the film, then there's big problems with the script in the sense that the story, again, you haven't developed any care, like anything, any emotional connection to your characters. Your story arc's a bit weird, but again, that could have been something that happened in editing. Maybe they did shoot stuff, maybe they didn't, so I don't know. I, I definitely don't recommend this film. I do recommend the DOP, Matthew uh, Labasque, uh, who, and this is why I said A Star is Born, he was the DOP on A Star is Born, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, Pi. He's basic, basically Darren uh, Afro... I can never say his last name. Afro, Afroski, Afroski? <laughs> Darren Af- Afroski? Uh, I know I said that wrong. Uh, he's basically his DOP. I think all but like two of his films, um, like The Wrestler and one other, Matthew basically did, right? So, hmm. yeah. Mm. And Florence Pugh, man, I'm looking forward to seeing, well, I'm looking forward to seeing Oppenheimer. Yes, it's a Christopher Nolan film. That's going to look awesome. Uh, less less stoked to see Dune 2 after the boar fest that stu- uh, Dune was, Dune 1 was. Uh, but Florence Pugh is going to be in that. And, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen her in Midsummer or Lady Macbeth, Lady Macbeth is fucking intense, too. And Midsummer is fucking blow your mind. Also great cinematography. Hey, it's radio, man. You got to keep talking. Oh, I thought we were done. You thought we were I was done? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I look forward to seeing her in Thunderbolts. Oh, what's that? The next Marvel movie that she's in. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, do you recommend this movie to anybody? Like, did you watch it with your kids uh, or anything? I, no, I, I watched it with my wife. And? Um, oh, I do want to talk about something before we go. I want to talk about the oral sex scene. I, I definitely want to talk about that. So, yeah, let's talk about your wife first, though. Do I want to talk to my wife with oral sex? No. <laughs> what? No, you watched it with your <laughs> wife. I did I don't want to talk about oral sex with your wife. I want to talk about the oral sex scene in the film. But first, you watch it with your wife. Is this like a a sex with Sue moment? Like you're (laughs) you're gonna be like, listen, this is what you got to do. All right, we we've heard. Like you got (laughs) to. Anyway, you saw it with your wife. Yeah, Um, I would say literally. You know, like I like she she was lost in it. Like third, the third act fucking killed her when that reveal came in. She she, Did she was just like, called bullshit not... on it. Yeah, she was like, "This is not the stupidest thing ever." <laughs> like she was like, "This this just made it the stupidest fucking thing ever." I should right? have just used your wife's quote. That's that's actually better than the one I got. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so that's what lost her on that movie, and, and it's the like it was the same with me. Like once that because it was literally like two twists and one right because you had the i thought the you know olivia wilde character of bunny that twist was fucking good that was not good i think that that actually that twist that twist is good in a different movie because if you're trying to make a conversation about like incels and like white male toxic masculinity and stuff that actually yeah, just but like her, is this... her twist in terms of okay, we're I'm gonna spoil this one too. So fast forward thirty seconds and three, two, one. That the fact that she's in there knowingly just so she can have her fucking kids that died again. I think I, that... I, again, I I like that twist, but not in this film the way they're the story they're supposedly trying to tell. Right? I mm-hmm. think that that's more like. I know the island isn't the same, but that kind of world, right? Like people are making choices based on this. You know, some are being like, sort of like I'm choosing to be in the matrix versus being forced to be in the matrix. So I agree. It's a cool twist. It just doesn't work in this fucking film with the story they're trying to tell in this film, in my opinion. Okay. Um, But yeah, I do want to talk about the oral sex scene. So, I mean, Olivia Wilde considers herself like a feminist progressive filmmaker. And so like, Yes, I really like uh, seeing him go down on her. I think that that's a very cool thing to be showing in movies or whatever. Although the first thing I could think of is like, it reminded me of Tommy Wiseau and The Room when he's having sex with her like belly button. And if you want to check out the best like summary of The Room, check out the honest trailers on The Room where, yeah, he's like vampire humping her belly button. Like, oh baby, I'm looking at Harry Styles. I'm like, do you know where the vagina is, Harry? Because you seem a bit high, my friend. Um, and again, I love the... Actually, I love that overhead shot. I think it's beautifully shot. Um, but it again, there's that scene. I don't know if you need it in the movie, but let's even keep that one. The sex scene where Chris Pine's character is watching them. I don't know. A, it serves no fucking story purpose. And B, when you get to the third act, it makes even less fucking sense. You know what I mean? Mm, yes okay so i i don't really have much to say about the first one i wasn't really paying attention in terms of harry styles positioning head placement yeah i was just like you know whatever um i was just like man 
well, if you if you're if you're doing that, when you get to the third act reveal, and you find out he does all this stuff, and he never gets any reward, right? Like that fucker never gets off. He's only getting fucking Florence Pugh off the whole time. Like that guy was now a hero in the story, right? But in terms well, of well, I mean, Chris he, Pine he thing, kind of makes comment about like I'm doing everything for you, right? Yes, but in terms of the Chris Pine one, I think when you have that and you know you know you have that interaction and then she doesn't say anything they continue he leaves but then when he makes the comment at the dinner table saying you know i invited you into my bed and harry styles looked like what the fuck like that's the one that made no sense to me because i'm like you're literally like when it's it's revealed it's like you know everything that's going on with her so you know nothing happened but it was like made for shock for some reason yeah it's again like i don't understand the point of that scene at all like it doesn't make any fucking sense you know what i mean well it's literally like hey we're gonna fucking brainstorm what's something cool to watch like fuck he's going down on her boom done that hasn't been done it's like sex right, at the like boss's we, house while the boss watches boom check done yeah the boss walks in you know <laughs> we're we're gonna do a reverse fucking you know porn hub where you know it's not um you know the girl walks in uh, a girl walks in on a two couple and they join now it's gonna be a guy walk in and he's just gonna watch and she gets off more on it and then he walks away boom done max masculinity so boom. uh one of the things i was looking at i'm just looking up here is if you actually want to see a much better representation of like feminist sex that in, has like oral and stuff like that, one of the sexiest sex scenes that I've seen in 2022 is from Test Pattern, which uh, got nominated for Best Female Lead at the 2020 Independent Spirit Awards. That's a fantastic film. Uh, I had a lot to say about it when we were talking about. I, th- I think we did a whole Indie Spirit Award episode. I, I feel like we talked about the Indie Spirit Awards quite a, quite a bit. Did we not, Scott? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, check out Test Pattern. Uh, if you're looking for like a scene like that, like as if you're a filmmaker or you're just a fucking pervert, like it's a better scene. It's more romantic. It's sexier. And it's also in a better fucking movie. So watch Test Pattern. Don't watch this fucking film. Uh, yeah. I mean, just watch the trailer. That'll give you enough of the set de- decoration and the fucking uh, cinematography. Don't bother fucking wasting your time in the movie although it is available on um is it hbo H- max, HBO max. so if you've got that you can watch it for free fine you'll you'll get bored just turn it off when you get bored that's so all is for this me like a, yeah, yeah go i was ahead. gonna say is this a new segment like uh you know whacking off with chris <laughs> like where to go <laughs> well i mean it, 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 it's part of scott's cock it's the uh, second component <laughs> no, of scott's cock expanding <laughs> And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. So I knew this was going to be a fucking waste of my time going in, and it was 100% exactly what I thought it was going to be.
fucking waste of my fucking time. I did go in with very low expectations, hoping it would uh, exceed them. But somehow that third act made them lower than what I thought. <laughs> so were you were your expectations exceeded up to the third act? Yeah, like I, like her performance, like literally, it was like, okay, like I'm driving down the highway, and her performance would be like, okay, I see some potholes, but you know I can still veer towards them. But once it away got away from it, them, away yeah, from yeah, them, you can veer, yeah, you don't veer towards <laughs> potholes. Yeah, true, away from them. Uh, but then when it got to the uh, the third act it's like oh shit I just fell into a volcano and I can't get it <laughs> right like, like where the fuck did this volcano come from <laughs> I think that's a good place to fucking leave up uh, check out our episode of Black Panther next week <laughs> <laughs> production by Rod Shaver Vader Monkey Productions